0: Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to another episode of the Talking Blues Podcast. I am Josh, and I am joined by one of my co hosts, Alex, in today's episode. We're going to be talking about recapping the Chelsea versus Norwich City, the win, deserved win, uh, or deserved win for Chelsea, and they move on to a weekend matchup. Uh, that that's going to be, well, what it should be is easy. Uh, it, it it could be challenging on Sunday against Newcastle United. We'll have to wait and see. The bigger news is Roman Abramovich. Uh, the, I guess negative outcomes that 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 come from his departure with Chelsea his connections with Russia um and one of them leading to three uh Chelsea's biggest sponsor to date with their number being the representation of the front of every single Chelsea kit I believe uh in you know at whatever it is alternative home away kit uh right now they've suspended all or their whole business, their whole sponsorship with Chelsea to this point. So, you know the the um I guess the backlash and the consequences from having Roman Abramovich as Chelsea's former owner because he already stepped down, but now we're getting the consequences from his actions, and we're gonna get into all of that later. So stay tuned. Uh, but first, we are going to start with the Norwich City match. We'll try and fly through that as fit as uh, fast or quick as possible and go from there. So let me bring in my co-host, Alex. Alex, how are you? And
1: what were your thoughts on today's game or match? Um, you know, today was interesting. Obviously, in the morning, or at least this morning, when we woke up, uh, we got all the news about Roman Abramovich and all, all that's happening with that situation. So it's kind of all, all over the place. Uh, but when you know, when you sit down, you turn on the TV, you watch the Chelsea match, you know, your mind doesn't really focus on that. Your mind for the, for those 90 minutes, it's focused on winning. Uh, and Chelsea did that today. I thought in the first half, you saw a reaction really to what we, uh, everything that's been going on in the media uh, and, and all, you know, kind of on the outside of the pitch. Um, but Mason Mount, I got to say, man, that guy is taking the criticism and he turned it around today. Uh, he was very good. Havertz, I thought was pretty decent. Werner kind of disappeared a bit at times. I felt like he just kind of wasn't made for this game, almost, because you knew Norwich was going to sit back, and uh, against a team that's sitting back, you know, Timo Werner's just not really as effective. I thought, in general, defensively, we're pretty good. Obviously, we let up the penalty. That was a bit unfortunate. Defensively, I thought we saw Tiago Silva had another great game. Mateo Kovacic was just sensational uh, before he came off, obviously, for Angolo Conte, who then was also sensational. Uh, so those two guys were very good in the midfield. Uh, no, Reese James, we saw Azpi, he played his heart out for the first uh, 45 minutes. Uh, Saul again at left wing back, Marcus Alonso out with uh, illness. I, I'm not sure if it, I think it's COVID. Um, so we, we didn't see him. But Saul did a good job there, I thought. He looked solid today. Uh, He did look a little bit exposed defensively at many times. uh, But then again, so does Mr. Marcus Alonso. So I don't think it's too big of a deal. And um, I thought Ruben Loftus-Cheek when he came on as well looked very good. So in all, it was positive. Second half, we really let our foot off the gas and we just can't do that, especially against teams that really could punish us, uh, not really Norwich. But, you know, I thought first 45 minutes were fantastic. Second, 45 minutes left a lot to be desired. But, uh, you know, I'm not going to take I'm kind of just going to look at the positives and try to ignore the negatives from this game. And hopefully we move on, Uh, like you said, on what is it, Sunday? uh, You know, we got to get the win and, you know, keep keep piling on the points. and, And, you know, no matter how far ahead Man City, how far ahead Liverpool is, you know, we still need to win games.
0: Yeah, uh, Chelsea, they need to keep winning matches. That's what they need to do. Uh, They're a top-tier club. If they want to finish top four, they have to beat teams like Newcastle United, like uh, Norwich City, and so far, that's what they've done. Let's hope they continue that on Sunday. You mentioned a guy like Mason Mount. Uh, He did turn it around. He had that second goal today for Chelsea, an absolute sniper, top right corner of the goal, uh, or of the net, and um, so that that was a great... Uh, a great goal for Chelsea. I thought the crosses were very successful, not even just the Chaliba goal uh, right, bright and early into this one in the third minute, uh, but just a few in the first half as well. And uh, and Edward Mendy came up with a couple of saves in this one to keep Chelsea in the match, not as many as he needed to. Uh, normally, this Chelsea defense is rock solid or the possession just has them so much of the time on offense that uh, Mendy doesn't even need to worry in net, but he did make, a key one or two saves uh to keep chelsea in this one so if, you know two guys that uh stood out to me that you kind of already mentioned again a 3-1 victory for chelsea trevor Chalaba scoring in the third minute mason man the 14th minute kai havertz in the 90th minute on another goal that was i believe an uh, another sniper sort of like mason Mount's goal but top left corner uh i, I think the opposite of Havertz goal, which was top, or the opposite of of Mount's goal, which was top right. Uh, going to the match stats, you have Chelsea leading in shots, uh, fifteen to eight, seven of those being on target. Possession sixty seven percent to thirty three percent. Chelsea led that as well as the same thing with passes, almost five hundred more uh, than Norwich City. Fouls fifteen to eight, yellow cards two, nothing, no red cards in this one. Two to one offsides. Norwich City led that. Corners, 8-3, Chelsea led, and the updated table as of this very moment we're recording uh, here Thursday night. Chelsea's in third still uh, comfortably uh, with Arsenal in fourth, 48 points. Chelsea in third with 56 points in front of them, Liverpool in second uh, with 63 points. And Norwich City, the very bottom of the Premier League table, in 20th with a total of 7 points points a very disappointing unfortunate season for them and it looks like they're going to be headed towards relegation unless something very much clicks and they start at least drawing or winning matches soon. Uh with that Alex you want me to go to the Chelsea player ratings?
1: Yeah, go I uh, you know head to the player ratings. I I do want to say uh you know this team they fought through it a lot. You saw the social media posts actually after the game from Mason Mount for Chalobah where they all said it's for the fans, for the fans. So uh, they definitely understand the situation as well that's, you know, going around with the club, uh, and, and it's good to see that the players are really fighting for the badge. So, uh, you know, does does make me proud as a fan.
0: Sure. Yeah, and, and me as well, and probably all of the listeners to this podcast that do support the Blues. So uh, you have to take that into mind and into consideration before going into these player ratings. Oh, no. Okay, we're we're good. If you couldn't tell, um, I have a cold right now and i i don't know if you could tell by my voice or not i assume you can uh but but like many chelsea fans we are sick of what is happening with the club right now uh and i I maybe just the illnesses are getting to me uh and that's what's carrying over so i was waiting for a sneeze to occur it did not so that's good uh and i guess um we can move on now to the chelsea player ratings from fan nation absolute chelsea Uh, to give you... Oh, wait, it's coming back. No, we're good. Uh, (laughs) So uh, if if you're new or if you're coming back, the Absolute Chelsea player ratings, they rate the players out of 10. And Peter and Alex, normally my co-hosts together, combine to try and figure it out what the player ratings can be. Just Alex for this one, the highest they've gotten... Peter's too scared today. (laughs) The highest they've gotten is 7 for 11. Uh, Let's see if Alex alone can break that himself. So we start out with edward mendy in net what did he get out of 11 or out of 10 excuse me seven he did get a seven out of 10 edward mendy in net. so that's going to start you off one for one i gotta write it down so i don't forget let me it's a good clear, idea clear yeah that is a good idea let me clear some space in front of me okay so you start out one for one and this is a good occurrence, so it lets me remind you and the audience when there is. Sometimes they like to do the point fives or a percent, or yeah, yeah. So they basically instead decimal. of doing a whole number, they do a decimal. Uh, this one being a, a decimal, Alex, it's going to be point five. So I at least give that to Alex. So at least he knows. Um, so th- yeah, so this one for Trevor Chalaba in the back line is a point five at the end of whatever number you choose.
1: Seven point five because you got the goal but conceded the penalty.
0: It's going
1: to be a 6.5 oh. for
0: Trevor Uh Close, though. Very
1: close. Only a point off. Thiago Silva. Seven, maybe. He probably deserves an eight every game, but, you know, eight, seven. It's not a half, right? So a whole seven.
0: No, they give him an eight. So you, you were on the way there with that one. That's going to start you off at a grim one for three.
1: You don't have to say grim. My God. That, that, was, that was harsh Sorry, there.
0: Dark. <laughs> uh, to complete the back line, Andreas Christensen, another decimal here. Oh my God. There's a few in here. What is going on? Okay. Six and a half. <laughs> Not a good start at all. Andreas Christensen gets a seven and a half out of 10, one for four. Uh, asby uh, he also gets a 0.5 at the end of his.
1: 7.5.
0: There we go. Off to a little bit of a better start here. That's going to put you at a two for five, uh, I guess, rating going into this next player rating, Jorginho in the midfield. 7 out of 10. There we go. six. Getting... Yeah, No, no, okay. no. 7 so, out of mm-hmm. 10. Get a little hot streak going. I think that puts you at 3 for 6, if I'm not mistaken. We move mm-hmm. on to the next player, Mateo Kovacic in the midfield. 8.
1: But could be 9.
0: Mm, no, it's an 8 out of 10.
1: Six that's what I said. Uh, uh, that's
0: going to be... Yeah, that's why you said a four for seven. Alex, this player has always come up as a as a questionable one. Saul, and first Saul's rating, they do do the decimal. So remember to add that 0.5 at the end.
1: 6.5.
0: Oh, It was a 7.5 for Saul, oh so that's going to put you at a five for eight. Let's see if you can get all the rest of these right. Wait, how did I get five I for got- eight?
1: Didn't I get it wrong?
0: Yeah, but before that, weren't you five for seven? Yeah, you were five for seven before that, I believe.
1: Oh, okay. So then five for eight. Yeah, so...
0: Okay, sorry. Right. I was
1: I was jiffing myself.
0: Okay. Just me? I believe you were five. I think that's five for eight. All right,
1: well, let's go for it, because that sounds good.
0: <laughs> Am I wrong? Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I can go back and see. Oh, it's four for seven. So I'm four for eight eight now. Four for eight. Good job. See, I told you. Yep, you told me. Okay, very cool. Well, you should be writing this down, not me. I should. Uh, Mason Mount in the front three to start it off. What did he get out of ten? Nine. Yep. Good job, the man of the match for Chelsea today. I would say that puts you now at five Five for 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 nine. Five for nine. Five for nine. You You had to play. Maths not our strong suit. Nope, not for both of us.
1: Kai Havertz, although you should know this more than I. Ugh. I'm so close between a seven and an eight. I'm going to go eight.
0: Well, both of those would be wrong because they actually do give Kai Havertz also a nine wow. out of ten. That's generous. The German gets the good rating. On to the other German in the front three for today's match. Timo Six. Werner. He also got. He also gets the decimal. I'm going to give you a second try since he went right to the number right, before I even finished.
1: 6.5. Nope. 5.5.
0: Nope, it's over. 7.5. How do you get a 7.5? That's 5 for 11 on the day. Poor one for Alex against Norwich City. I will read you the description because this is always fun because I cannot read the big word that they use. For Timo Werner's description, they said, Werner's runs to stretch the Norwich defense were crucial to provide space for other players, a good performance for the German, and a rare start. Unlucky not to get a goal for himself. So there you go. And they also rate Loftus-Cheek off the bench a 7 out of 10 for the 45 minutes that he played. Um,
1: They have a Lukaku rating for the 10 minutes he came out?
0: No, they don't have a Lukaku rating. They don't have an N'Golo Kante rating either. Okay,
1: interesting. So with that,
0: again, just one more thing. Uh, Chelsea – actually, we'll talk about it at the end. But yeah, Chelsea-Newcastle on Sunday. Let's get to the Roman news. I know you're you're, you're anticipating it. You've been the whole episode, Alex, so get to it now.
1: Yes, Roman Abramovich has been sanctioned by the British government over links to Russia. I have a whole bunch of stuff to read, a whole bunch of opinions to be made. Uh, So Abramovich's assets in the UK have been frozen, including Chelsea Football Club. Um, The oligarch will formally be barred from traveling to the UK and conducting financial transactions with any individuals or businesses. Chelsea Football Club will be given a license to allow uh, to allow it to continue with football-related activities so games, including a premiership game tonight or, you know, earlier, can go ahead. However, he will be unable to sell the club. The announcement effectively leaves the club in limbo. The government would need to give special uh, dispensation to allow the sale to go ahead, and Abramovich would be barred from receiving any funds. He will not get a penny from the sale of the club, a government source said uh abramovich announced he planned to pass stewardship to of chelsea to a charitable foundation however these plans stalled and were being looked into by the charity commission josh
0: yeah i I just don't know if you mentioned obviously the reason for this he's accused by the government of having benefited financially and otherwise for decades from close links to russia specifically the russian president vladimir putin which vladimir putin as i'm sure everyone knows listening Uh, Unless you're under a rock. And according to World News and yeah, basically, uh, Vladimir Putin is the sole reason why, uh, um, excuse me, Russian soldiers are in Ukraine right now. It's the whole reason Ukraine and Russia are at war. And he invaded the country for, again, we don't want to go much into politics because I'm sure Alex could go on for that for hours. And you don't want this podcast going from maybe what could be a 35 minute episode to a three minutes, three hours and 35 minute episode if Alex went full geography, politics on you. Uh, So I'm just going to leave it at this. We all know that Ukraine is on the right here. We all stand with Ukraine. And uh, but anyway, but anyway. We, we know, I just wanted to make it clear, Alex, that uh, the reason mainly for uh, the accusations by the government is because of his benefits that he sent towards Russia, specifically the President Vladimir Putin. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, so uh, while the government has granted Chelsea FC a special license that will enable it to continue playing, the club's commercial activities will be restricted. While catering will be allowed at matches, no further tickets for away fans will be sold and no merchandising will be available. Only season ticket holders will be allowed to attend matches with uh, Thomas Tuchel, the manager, now unable to plan any business in the transfer market this summer. It will be impossible to renegotiate contracts with existing players. Three uh, three, the British telecoms company, like you mentioned before, Josh, uh, which is the team's principal sponsor, confirmed that it was reviewing its relationship and is now uh, officially pulled out of the uh, sponsoring on the kit. That, that's
0: unbelievable to me because I literally just looked up the Chelsea Mega Store, uh, dot com because that's where they all of the stuff is for men's, kids, women's. And Alex, if you look that up right now, look up Chelsea Kits or Chelsea Megastore. Literally, wow, the it's closed. Clothes. Yeah, and we're that's in the crazy. US too. We're in the US too. So you would think, oh, maybe it's just in... Literally, it's closed, and it says on the top here, just due to the latest government announcement that Chelsea Megastore official online store shall be offline until further notice. (laughs) Crazy. That's crazy. It's nuts. I've I've never seen something like that
1: before. Ever, ever, ever. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, this is just... its So this means, for example, let's say Antonio Rudiger, he does want to stay. We cannot renegotiate with him. We cannot extend him. Let's say we want to bring in... This is just hypothetically. We want to bring in Erling Haaland this summer. He wants to come to Chelsea. He can't come to Chelsea. We want to bring in Jules Koundé. He can't come to Chelsea. We want to get rid of Marcus Alonso and sell him. We can't. We're stuck with everyone. But the only positive is the people that are on loan currently can come back. So uh, Broja, Emerson, Conor Gallagher, those guys can come back. And the people who are currently under contract still here, the youth youth academy. So we have that, but we can't bring in or get rid of. We can't do anything financially, business, anything.
0: And that extends the summer. So, uh, you know, Chelsea fans, take a deep breath and don't expect Chelsea to be doing anything in the summer transfer window, unless in the next few months a huge decision is announced. I mean, this could very well happen, but for right now at least in March right there's still some time to go that is very much the case that uh there's no deals there's no transfers there's yeah it won't be happening and this and this happens when clubs you know are in major financial debt uh debt and you know that there was what was it Alex how many years ago now where Chelsea uh were unable to make moves because um it was because
1: well, a- the transfer ban right for right illegal, I- well that was like illegal activity yeah that, that was, was two that years, years ago three so years i mean ago.
0: there is that there you know there's illegal financial activity that sometimes bans clubs from participating in the transfer window and there's sometimes where clubs are so financially in debt like i was just saying a few seconds ago uh, that just they can't uh you know spend um during the transfer periods But this is different because this leads this is because of a global war happening uh, and and governments and uh, countries trying to prevent that war from happening or, I guess, limit the uh, power of one side, specifically Russia. Um, You know, many countries, including the United States, providing uh, that by sanctioning off Russia. Or is that the right terms to use, I guess?
1: yeah sanctioning mm. russia
0: yeah yeah sanction russia and um the people involved with russia giving them money as well and you know the the of berevich billions and billions of dollars that he contributes to chelsea football club now being very much affected uh at this point like you said the the three what what and what are they they're a uh coding no. like
1: a telecom company so okay. yeah
0: And they've been pulled, but the jerseys, I guess, are still going to be more because it is their kits. That's their kits for the season. For now,
1: but that was only for today, though apparently i've heard that they may be removing them for the rest of the season which so means they'll be by no. by sunday they're they're going to be gone probably not by sunday but possibly you know next you know following weeks etc. That, and that's big that's a big
0: deal because that's a big week for chelsea they're going to be there's going to be a lot of eyes watching them not saying everyone's going to be looking oh is the three on the on the kit no but that is you know more viewers because you're going to have uh, champions league viewers from around the world and then you're also going to have viewers from around England, you would assume, and maybe from the world as well. We're going to be watching the FA Cup quarterfinals. So that's something to uh, think about as well. Maybe a broader audience than just a normal Premier League match against Newcastle on Sunday. Uh, later next week, you know, something to point out is that Chelsea are playing uh, bigger matches or or at least cup matches.
1: Yeah. Uh, Lille, obviously, that'll be coming up next week. So yeah, you're right. Um, you know, I'm not going to go into a whole philosophical discussion into why maybe it's not the best idea that Roman is, uh, you know, uh, sanctioned off while others are let, you know, to continue to do some mischievous things I'll say, but I'm not going to go into that discussion about the moral wrongs and rights of many of these owners, uh, that own clubs in the premier league, but I'm going to look at it without, you know, you know how they always say, don't don't kind of like back bl- what's, what's the word like blame it back or, or like back blame or uh don't back like don't fire? talk talk back or whatever like back you know when fire? like you're little and your teacher's like don't talk back to me that kind of thing so i'm not gonna talk back about other clubs or other people I mean, what my I'm parents gonna f- say is like don't be fresh don't be fresh there you go um i'm not really relevant in this whole situation so just forget that i said that <laughs> i'm gonna talk about chelsea football club as much as Roman Abramovich has done so much for this club, you know, he's not what makes this club special. It's, it's the players. It's the, it's the fans, you know, we're, we're not, we're not oil money FC. We're not man city. You know, we have, we have history. There, there's, there is more to this club than just Roman Abramovich. So this is for everyone who's saying, you know, we're going to be a tin pot club. I love fear. I love seeing that. That's my favorite thing to see on Twitter. Arsenal Uh, fans. Arsenal (laughs) fans. Well, they should they should take a look at themselves. But, you know, we're 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 going to be OK. You know, I, I've been I've been watching this team. I've been supporting this team when we've been in Champions League finals, when we won the Premier League. I've also supported this team when we finished in 10th place uh, in 2015 and 16 under Jose Mourinho in that horrid, horrid season. I've You know, I've been there through the transfer ban where we couldn't sign anyone similar to what this situation may be if it doesn't get reversed. We're gonna be okay. You know, it's unfortunate that the uh, you know us fans are being punished for you know things that are out of our control, but you know life's not fair. We got to move on, and I think this team we've got plenty. We got plenty in the in the youth reserves. We got plenty of players out on loan. Connor Gallagher, Broja, all those guys who are top quality players. And then you look at our squad right now, and we have tons of developing players. Tons of players that are already at the top of their game. I'm not concerned. Uh, you know, I'm just you know, we just got to roll with the punches in this club. You know, the fans I know are loyal. They're not going to give up. Um, you know, and and we'll be here till well, hopefully not <laughs> when we go down, but hopefully yeah. <laughs> hopefully uh, you know, through the tough times if they are going to occur and, you know, that's just what it, that's what being a fan, what a supporter is. So, just got to roll through it and, you know, I'm not I'm not nervous about what's happening. You know, this you know, this is out of our control, but I'm excited. I'm still gonna be supporting Chelsea forever. Uh and well, at least until I die. I don't know if I'm when I'm dead, I'll be supporting Chelsea. We'll oh have to see God. what happens then. Yeah, see, this is going real. <laughs> <laughs> Josh is no, dying.
0: We'll talk about the afterlife at this point. <laughs> my question for you is Alex, is um I know they can't make the decision at this very moment because uh, Roman Abramovich, but who will be the next owner of Chelsea Football Club? I think that's a big question. Uh, who can come in? I know right now it will be the Chelsea board making the decisions because Roman is already stepped down. But due to his actions, as you know, having his name on the on the on the paper, Chelsea has to, I guess, suffer the consequences. But yeah, I, I can't. There is no way Roman is the owner of this club. Yeah. After this point, so who will be the next club? Who will be the next owner of Chelsea Football Club? Any ideas? Any
1: uh any guys to shout out? Well, here's the thing. Chelsea Football Club will not be sold unless it's approved by the government of the UK. So I would assume it would have to be one of the quote-unquote allies in terms of either an American, uh you know, someone from Europe, you know, one of the NATO countries. You're you're not going to see, I don't think, you know, a Saudi owner or a Russian owner, I don't think you're going to see any of that, right? Obviously, but I, I think the top candidates. I don't really have any top candidates. We've heard about Woody Johnson. My God, that's the most horrific. That you know, you know how I said I'll be a Chelsea fan forever. I might have to take some serious deep thoughts if he becomes the owner, because you know, as as an American here, he owns the Jets, the New York Jets, the football American football team, and let's just say there. I saw someone compare them to Norwich. <laughs> on uh on on twitter and they were saying the jets are like the norch of the of the nfl i'd say they're like worse they're like the sunderland (laughs) that's really what they are so um yeah don't don't not looking forward to that but i don't really have any ideas just i want someone who supports the club to come in i want whoever owns this team to be a fan i don't want you know or at least someone who deeply cares not someone who looks at it from a business aspect as, as difficult that's gonna be when the asking price is three billion dollars or euros or pounds. I don't know what uh what currency they're asking that for. <laughs> I assume pounds. And I mean
0: I guess it's understandable, right, for, for three to be to ask Chelsea um, you know, for them to remove their branding because they don't wanna be put in the situation of supporting a club with an owner supporting Russia you know, they, they don't want their brand to look bad and they want to be able to sell their own, whatever they do products, uh, as the media company, they are or communication company, whatever it is, Alex, I don't even know, um, (laughs) that they are it's, um, it's, (laughs) I, I I just want to say that it's, um, it's a crucial subject and I think that's it. I think, I think we set our piece, um, about Roman, about Chelsea, it's time to uh, wrap this one up. So with that, subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You can follow us on Twitter at Talking Blues Pod, Alex on Twitter at 8923. I'm on Twitter at Josh Solo29. And then you can go to shipitstudios.com slash talking blues to read or or to see all the places where you can listen. And then um, with that, thanks Alex for joining me. Um, and thank you for listening to this episode of the Talking Blues Podcast. Uh, next episode, I assume, will be Sunday or Monday, uh, recapping the Newcastle United match. So, again, thanks so much for listening. See you next time on the Talking Blues Podcast. Let's go, Blues.
1: Welcome to the All
0: 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock,
1: a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you.
0: Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s
1: movie we're finally watching for the first time?
0: Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite
1: movie moments, too.
0: It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on
1: all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.